0: The past. It used to be a newspaper. The
1: Buff Podcast.
0: Not outclassed. Once on mass. Get it on Manchester United to the end of the game. The Buff Podcast. Hola, and e vindo, ao oh, la Buff Podcast. My name is Mark Isles, and I am the chief football writer of the Bolton News. There is no way I was doing that all in Portuguese. If you didn't know already, this is the podcast that puts meat on the bones of this week's Bolton Wanderers headlines and coming up, we find out exactly what has been going on in Portugal and why Wanderers fans should be looking forward to the new season. We lift the lid on Service My Car. Why are folk getting shirty about the new sponsor? Connor Bradley signs for the season. We ask if the Liverpool youngster can possibly be as good as he's being built. The fixtures are out and we play every team twice. Me and Henry investigate nevertheless. All that and more in the show that knows its do's from its don'ts. But before all that, just a reminder, to the end of June we're giving away a free 30-day trial our premium subscription to the bolton news you access everything that we put out on wanderers coming up we've got a series of interviews with former manager colin todd really really interesting stuff we've done stuff with bruce Riot, we've done exclusive stuff from over in portugal you can get all that but especially you get access to the website with no intrusive ads faster load time it is definitely the best way to read the bold news that does not involve nipping down to the news agent, okay? So go to the backslash subscribe, claim a free 30-day trial, have a look, see what all the fuss is about. And the ads are over. Time to introduce a man who's pretended all week that he's been in Portugal by drinking superbock and eating custard tarts and making statues of Cristiano Ronaldo. It's Henry Hewitt.
1: Henry, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Two out of the three of those are correct, but I have not been making statues of Cristiano Ronaldo. Ricardo Santos is my king of Portugal. That would have been a
0: better intro. I may end it that later on. <laughs> no, fair play. Um, it's all changed actually because we tried to record this on Wednesday. Um, just back me up here. I wasn't on. I wasn't on the mega lash beforehand.
1: No. Well, having heard what was coming back to me on the feed, it could sound like you're on the mega lash, but no, we had we did genuinely have some gremlins. I was sat. I, I was at Swin, in Swinton at the time, at home, uh, all ready to to record, thinking, oh, great! I can ask Mark about his trip." Mm. You know, we can look forward to the fixtures coming out, uh, and yeah, we we couldn't have anything. So now I've relocated to Bath for, as you th- do. <laughs> for today. Yeah, as you do, um, and uh, and yeah, so we've got we have got forty five minutes before I've got to check out the hotel. So the rest of this might end up being in my car, which I'm sure will still be. A better feed coming back to us than what you were providing in Portugal.
0: That's a fair point to be. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awful. Couldn't hear couldn't hear a sausage. But I'm actually back home now in my fabulous palatial home here in Lee, and uh, yeah, the oh. microphone is working as well as it ever has. It's never the best. Uh, I do need a new one. Keep on saying that I'll order one, but I never do. So uh, that's oh, just one of those things. But um, yes, I'm back from Portugal. It has been it has been a an eventful week um, or it wasn't even a week it's felt like a week it was only five days I went there Sunday night came back Thursday and then a never-ending uh, journey back from the airport that I'll discuss later on but uh, mm-hmm. I was I, yeah, it was a good trip it was a good trip I I know there is some concern out there as far as um, you know the, the number of signings that Bolton have made or whether or not they've missed out on top targets and we'll probably have a discu- discussion about that later on with some specifics uh, but honestly, I can say, hand on heart, that the, the lads that are there feel very confident. Talking to them, and even not even for the paper, you're talking about a team that really did fancy the chances last season. Uh, towards the end, once the January signings came in, and they feel that even just with that group, and obviously Traff's backing involved with that, even just with that group, they've got a big, big chance of getting getting promotion this season. Now, whether you agree with that or not is a different matter. Whether you think they can strengthen and and improve elsewhere, I I suggest they could. But there is definitely belief, and that's the main thing at this stage in the season. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think we made this point in, well, the, the first podcast, in February, after the transfer window, and we said that all the signings, apart from Trafford at the time, but he's come back in anyway, mm. uh, were um, they were not loans; they were they were signings; they were ours. So we are already building, and we kind of made that point at the time. And I think um, it's yeah, it's it's right to make it again. It's a solid squad, and um, you know, I I know. I, listen, we're all fans. We all wanna we all wanna see how many ways they've bolted. Social media admins can tease signings at (laughs) 10 to 5 every day. But uh, the reality is, hopefully, as a club, those days are over where we are making 10, 11 signings because it's not sustainable. Mm. You know, you've got to build a squad. And you look at the teams that have been successful, and even the teams that are perceived to be smaller clubs than Bolton, you look at Luton, um, you know, as one of them who are doing well now in the championship. They've had a squad that has been there for a while, and they've you build, and that's what we've got to do. And you know, even if it doesn't happen this season, I still think that we're only one, maybe two seasons away from getting back to the championship, and that's because we've got this solid squad.
0: Yeah, I think I think you make fair points there. I think everybody wants to see the the kind of the Hollywood glitz and glamour of getting new signings in, but actually more important is is developing what you do have and and increasing that core. And I think that's what they did. January they got a lot of business done ahead of schedule, so as they only needed to add one or two. And there have been there have been misses, but we'll uh, we'll we'll move on for now. Um, I will just get, just before we do get to started, I want to give a big shout out for what's happening on Saturday, because we should have this podcast out for uh, th- that sort of time. Our um, Mother, uh, who of course was part of the Bolton uh, Wanderers Remembrance Group, who sadly passed away very recently, um, there will be a special Memorial Day held at the Schooner Stadium in, uh, at the Atherton Coles uh, Stadium, of course, 1pm on Saturday, um, but... There's a really good uh, a Charity 11-a-side football match So it's a Bolt Wanderers Remembrance Group Versus a Bolt Wanderers X1 Some of the players that I can see there Abdul Ifeh is playing uh, wow. Mark uh, Mark Patterson, John Thomas there's, there's several really, really good ones Already confirmed um, so have a look on social media with that. Um, there's loads of other stuff for the family as well. All your fun fairs and your stalls and food and bar and there's a petting zoo. So I'm there, um, and Lofty <laughs> Lofty's going to be there as well, of course. Lofty'll be there. But um, no, Al did a lot of really really good uh, work. The Bolton Wanderers Remembrance Group continues to do a lot of really good work. So get yourself down there if you can do. If you've got a couple of spare hours, uh, go and see uh, some of the uh, some of the old codgers running about in a Bolton Wanderers top once again. And I'm sure it'll be a good day. All, all the usual suspects will be there, I'm sure. But um...
1: It sounds it. And if anyone can get a photo of a Lofty with a, a little goat or a sheep, then uh, please do. I'd love to see that.
0: <laughs> That's unless they've got a pet suit with li- lions.
1: That'd be, uh, that'd be odd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to write that
0: story, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all right getting Lofty in a Bolton shirt, getting an actual lion uh, who is uh, who, of course, doesn't live with us here in Bolton. Um, yeah, it might be a bit difficult.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Uh,
1: believe it or believe it
0: not, this is a news podcast. Honestly, uh, so let's prove that with a selection of headlines. News. Okay, Henry, what have you got for us this week? Um, should we? They've all changed. <laughs> They've all changed. Everything has changed since we first uh, started recording this.
1: Yeah, well, um, I tell you what, let's 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 start with the the fixtures then. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, and they, they have been released now. We know that uh, there will be probably about between five hundred and a thousand party souls travelling to Ipswich on the first game of the season. You you're, you're away, aren't you? So you've got out of that one.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Honestly, <laughs> this fixture list is one of the best. I've been doing this for a long time. It's one of my favourite. Spread so, yeah. I'm in Mexico, I miss out on Ipswich Town. I've also booked some time off um, at the end of August because I'm having a few days with uh, my wife's family uh, down
1: south, and that means I don't have to go to Plymouth away either, which is marvelous. Oh, you've, you've done well. Absolutely I like nice. how um, because I've looked out because, uh, as some people know, my wife's family live in Barnsley, so playing them on New Year's Day means oh, it's convenient for me. Because <laughs> uh, I wanted Boxing day, but new year 's Day is fine, uh, so I like how we have both rather than looking and thinking, "Oh have we got a tough start a, an easy end it 's no we 're looking at what 's the most convenient <laughs> for the pair of us, and we 've looked out we 've done well, so thank you to the fixtures computer for that
0: yeah i, I mean i don 't really understand the, the the whole um fascination over yeah you 've got to play everybody twice it really doesn 't matter this I, I I suppose there 's some weight to the theory that certain teams at certain Stages uh, may be weaker, so you're talking Derby, for example. You know, were you Mm. to get Derby at the start of the season, there would be there would probably be advantages, regardless of how that turns out. So maybe Bolton haven't looked out on that one. Um, I would say that maybe uh, you know one of the relegated teams would possibly be better at the start of the season whilst they're still finding their feet. Um, So I I think the first two games there: Ipswich and and Wigan Wanderers. uh, Ipswich away, Wickham Wanderers at home. That is a tough start. They're two good teams. They're not going to be vastly dissimilar to where they were at the end of last season. Um, But you got to play everybody. I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get wound up about it. I I certainly, you know, looking at the the way it's been um, received on on the training ground at, uh, at Wanderers doesn't seem like anybody's batting an eyelid really about who plays when.
1: No, uh, it's funny you mentioned that about Derby. I did look at uh, their fixtures and think, I wonder if anyone's got lucky twice and and played us at the start of the season and them." And it actually, if you look at the teams we played, thinking uh, you know Coventry, Rotherham, uh, Tranmere, Gillingham—they're not in the same league. <laughs> They've all gone. Uh, there's only Wickham, and they—I uh, don't think they got them. So um, yeah, I think it's it's refreshing to see that. And I know the club won't say anything differently, but. You know, you've been around them and you kind of have got the the gauge for how they're feeling. And it's good to hear that the, the players are not, because, you know, you look at the start of the season Ipswich, Wickham, we've got Sheffield Wednesday there as well, mm. um, Port Vale away, which, you know, uh, they've just come up. That's going to be one of their first home games back in the league. It's a tough start, but it's nice to see that the club are, and the players are thinking, well, you know, we've got to play them anyway. Might as well get the the tougher ones out of the way first and see where we are in this league.
0: Nobody wants to go too far over the Christmas period, I get that. So, Derby County at home, perfect, Boxing Day. Um, Mm. Lincoln on the 29th of December. Now, that sounds like a cold game.
1: It does, yeah, but um, yeah, maybe there's a few fans hoping to have a a few days away from the family and have a few days in Lincoln. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, Barnsley, which is, as I said, isn't that... To be fair that 's a nice uh, new year 's day if we 're going to be away the you know Barnsley's not too fast so that 's quite a nice match anyway um but i I will tell you what I did notice as well uh, to say that bank holidays are meant to be closer fixtures Easter time Exeter away who's fought <laughs> that one off. <laughs> I think that might be
0: a three-day trip for me, but <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it's not going to get any closer, whether it's in April or December, but no, it's going to be a definite stopover job, as they say. Um, and then finishing as well on Bristol Rovers away. So... I think that's going to be nice. They've got Fleetwood the last home game as well, which is obviously similar to last season. I think I I, I prefer to finish on an away day. It just feels like there's a a bit more of a sense of celebration from my point of view. Would you rather of being at home?
1: Yeah, a lot of
0: celebration, don't you? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you get that. Um, And obviously, if there's something on the game, then you'd rather be at home than away. But you know, Bristol Rovers. I, who knows what's going to happen to them this season Like they, I don't think they're going to get promoted but with their manager in charge anything could happen but um, but to be fair, I was, I've actually on this little trip I'm taking, I was in Bristol the other night and uh, it is a, a lovely city so it'd be a nice you'd rather end in Bristol than I don't know, so like Accrington, wouldn't you really? <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes I would
1: <laughs> Um,
0: cup games Cup games Most importantly of course uh, Leeds under 21s Have been drawn um, In our uh, Johnson Not Johnson's Paint trophy I keep want to call, call it That's uh, Papa John's uh, Trophy game um, Pizza trophy So mm. We actually got Don't have to go to Crew, So it's Crew at home Leeds United Under 21s at home
1: And Tramir away Tramir away mm. Happy days Yeah I mean On paper We should be fine with, You know You've as a League One club, you want two League Two clubs, don't you? And 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 Leeds, uh yeah, Leeds aren't Liverpool or Man City, obviously. so I think we've we should be looking at nine points in that. But um, Ed, how do you like last year? The club made noises about wanting to win it. Do you think that'll be the same this time? Uh, even if they're at the top of the league, is this something? Because I guess realistically, Bolton would be one of the favourites to win it
0: yeah i think they will be among them without a doubt and i don't think ian Everts changed any since last season i think he wants to win every every competition he goes into but obviously this this is the one competition cup competition rather that bolton have got a realistic chance in so yeah i think that group gives them a very good chance of getting into the knockout stages so i'm sure they will take it uh, seriously also this season of course they've got more competition in terms of the shadow squad the b team so it will be interesting whether or not we do get changes, or whether those changes are, you know, don't weaken the team in cup competitions. Because you've got that B team shaping up with some interesting players. I mean, we'll we'll uh, we'll probably take a, a podcast at some stage just to go down and have a, have a look exactly who's going to be playing for them. But there are lads that have come in from pretty big clubs. And uh, there should be better competition and there should be better results potentially for, for the lads that are coming in and, and maybe supplementing that cup squad. But um, no, I think it's going to be really interesting. And I think they'll go Helpful Leather to try and win that this season.
1: Yeah, I think for me, that was actually one of the biggest disappointments of last year was losing at Hartlepool over Stockport yeah. because, you know, we weren't going to win the FA Cup. And let's face it, we, we knew we were going to play Rotherham in the next round, who was a tough game anyway, but that one, you thought, well, we could go and win it, and, and obviously it never happened. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, it was drawn yesterday. we got Stalford at home in the Caramel Cup, which is, a, um, I think, a, a winnable game. We proved a few years ago that we we beat them twice. I'm sure they'll want a bit of revenge, even though their squad like ours has probably changed by about 80% in that time. Um, but, um yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, it's just a shame that the likes of Sheffield, Wednesday and Sunderland have been drawn together, or else we could have been on TV for that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's still quite an appealing game, to be honest, but uh, because of the, the Sky Mafia and uh, and the fact that Gary Neville <laughs> will be there anyway. But um, yeah, I'm just glad we didn't have to go to their place, because it's not a very easy place to work, or and it's a very compact one, you'll get many away tickets anyway, so if you did want to see... Gary Neville uh, shrinking into his seat as as Bolton score a fourth or fifth hmm. goal, then uh, maybe uh, the Carabao Cup is the one for you this season. But I th- I'm quietly confident with that one. And then it, uh, it I think the second round draw as well. Um, the second round is August twenty fourth, so I just about just about catch that before uh, I have a couple of days away. So I'm more than happy uh, to have uh, Manchester United at
1: home for that one if that one works. I don't know which round they enter hmm. in nowadays. I, I can't even I don't know, if they. he didn't deserve to play in Europe anyway, so I, I don't know, but um, yeah, if not Man United, maybe, uh, I don't know, I, I just don't want Wigan, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered with Wigan, <laughs> hopefully they'll go, I don't know who they're playing in the first round, hopefully they'll go out. Um, right, moving on from the fixtures then, uh, obviously we'll talk a lot about them in the next uh, six weeks or so, but some actual headlines. Um, and the first one is that uh, Ian Ever has been, he's been talking, you've got quite a lot out of him on this tour. And the first thing he told us about was why the Fosse deal didn't happen. Mm, yeah, he's, uh,
0: he sat down and had a, a really long chat on the second day we were there. I think it was um, really revealing stuff, actually. It, 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 there was a slight kind of change in, in uh, it wasn't quite, quite as... Um, bodacious or, or kind of like, you know, quite, he's, he's full of bravado, isn't he, at times? And, and sometimes that's been wrong to him. His but I thought the way he uh, he came across about what the, the subjects he was talking about, it was a little bit slower and more deliberate. So I think there may be a sense of frustration there, but he did talk about the Fosse deal um, and did say that, that Connor Bradley had been his first choice in January and that it wasn't Marlon, obviously it worked out really well for him because Marlon turned out to be a really good addition last season but that when it came round to this summer as well he wanted Connor Bradley if he was available obviously he also had to play the, the Fossey deal as well would he have liked them? I wonder if he would have signed both of them I wonder if, if circumstances would have worked that, that Marlon Fossey wanted to play in League One and that there wasn't championship interest in him, that, that maybe that both of them, but I don't know. I don't know. That's just me surmising. But Marlon Fossey obviously mm. had championship interest. It looks as if the price has been driven up for him, that wages and and the the actual upfront price has also increased. Um, where Marlon turns up is is a, a bit of a, a question mark. I know he had a bit of a bite back at one journalist that was claiming he was going to Rotherham. Rotherham have since signed Peter Kioso, so we see why that happened. Um mm. You know, we, you've mentioned him once on the podcast. We don't need to mention him again. If he ends up down the road, then so be it. Uh, I don't think that will be a popular thing. It would be a shame for Marlon because I could see what happens on social media. That will be a, a bit of a... a, a, a Bleep storm, but um, mm. yeah, look, from 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 and Everett's point of view, he just said, We shook his hand, we said, No problems, we'll move on. Um, because they they had Bradley and and, and had a sniff that he was going to be let out by Liverpool because obviously they've signed um the six million lad from from Aberdeen, so that means they've they've got a chance to, to send their younger player out, and Bradley. By all accounts, is really good pedigree. So, I mean, what what do you make of it? Is is there disappointment at all on your behalf that Fossey isn't there, or excitement that Bradley may be?
1: Well, I think with Fossey, I think we are wanting him to sign, but yeah, the the elephant in the room is the fact that he's he's very injury prone, and I think the fact that he's whatever twenty four and he's only played thirty odd games that you know so. says that. Um, and now it's easy to throw bad at him, you know, like six weeks ago when we were wanting to sign him, we were all going, Oh, he's great, he's brilliant, it'd be brilliant, we'll go off if we if we sign him and now it's it looks like we're exactly. not. You it, can't he, rewrite he, history
0: on that, let's let's be fair. Most most people yeah. wanted him at that point in
1: time. Yeah, but now it's easy to go, Well, he is injury prone, so yeah. will we get a full season out of him? So I think, you know, wherever he goes to, I I think if he does go to them lot up the road, as we call them, um they don't have a maybe Anthony Robinson, but other than that, they don't have a great history with former Bolton players. Uh there was a period where a lot went to Wigan and none of them really did that well. Mm. Uh Ben Amos maybe it's done okay, I guess. He he was he got them promoted. But um yeah, it's uh, if that happens then yeah, you're right, it will i am sure you'll have to log off social media for a while. But but if you're asking me now, and this is not being bitter, do you think Marlon Fossey's gonna give a full season to whoever he signs for? It's, you, you've got to say no. So if we can get a full season out of Conor Bradley, then great. It's a, it's been a great move.
0: Yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. And also, you know, Connor Bradley, proven international. Mm. He's he, he's played first team football for Liverpool as well. He he definitely is no no. Uh, no sort of second fiddle, if you will. I think he, yeah. he's definitely got pedigree about him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to seeing what he offers. Um, he's in on Monday, along with Trafford, by the way. So uh, we should have first glimpse at Longridge Town on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Trafford, um, his long-term future, if you will, has been, uh, mm. uh, we've got a bit a big indication of that now because he's signed a new deal at City. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 led to
0: believe that it's five and a half years, so congratulations, James Trafford, for starters, <laughs> because a five and a half year deal at City is amazing. Um, yeah. I mean Do you I mean, think we
1: can get him on loan for five and a half seasons? I said the same him on thing.
0: I said the same thing, and it, it brought a, a wry smile to the lips of Ian Evatt. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I'm not saying it can't. Of course, you know there, there may be other deals to be done down the line. But you know, I I think the City offered him that because they see him as a genuine. Asset, uh, you know whether that be an asset in the same way that Gavin Bazunu, who's just gone to Saints for you know I think it was twelve million quid in the end, that's yeah. an asset. <laughs> that's what you call an asset. Yeah. That's the way to do it. A, a lad that hasn't played first team football for you, um, you know, is is able to raise that sort of fee. So James Trafford is being, uh, uh, you know, uh, polished up, if you will, for for by Bolton City are really happy with it because they they went at, like Liverpool with Bradley, by the way, they came in and checked. The these facilities, uh, the the training methods, the styles—they absolutely meticulous checks as to how Bolton go about things before they even considered sending them out. So that was really interesting that Bolton passed that test. Um, Trafford has had a chance to go abroad. Um, they've they've offered him for two summers in a row now, really, to to have that chance if he wanted to to go to one of the affiliate clubs. And he said no because I think, you know, as a, as a person, I think he's happier in the northwest at the minute at this stage of his life. But you know, twelve months down the line, he might decide differently. And 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 you know, you shake his hand, and hopefully he'll have that good season. Hopefully a promotion season behind him as a as a Bolton Wanderers player. But I'm really I'm happy to have him back because it, it's that continuity from last season again. He, he finished well. There were certainly areas of his game that he can improve on. We know that. Um, but I think with a pre-season that, some of that stuff can kind of be uh, be shaved away if you will and um, I think Trafford will be a, a real asset this season for Bolton
1: Yeah um, no I'd agree and, and yeah you've got to be realistic that if, if um, you know a lot for Portsmouth is going for 12 million and Trafford could easily be at that stage, after, if he has a good season this year with us he could be at that stage we ain't offering 12 million for him unless it's a um you know a million pound a year for 12 year deal um, not, not, not unless so big, big
0: rico gives up a bit of his wages
1: and that as well yeah and uh of course uh you know we're still repaying uh the losses we made from offering Owen Doyle 30 grand a week in league <laughs> two which we apparently did as well um but uh yeah it's you know this is the thing this is where we are it's the same with connor bradley you know we we're fishing in a different pool i guess whereas before there are still players we'll bring in on loan and like Fossey and think, oh, we could do a deal afterwards. But we are also getting in players from top, top clubs who are, who let's face it, you know, for James Trafford, when he gets offered a five-year deal for Man City, he's not thinking, oh, but I might want to sign for Bolton Wanderers. He's thinking, yeah, let's get me that deal done. So, yeah, right. um, yeah, it's where we are. So if we can get a good season out of Trafford, then, um, yeah, who knows? But um, another, well, we, let's let's talk about the missed targets then actually. Um, you know, Trafford's coming in, as you said, on Monday, he's training with us. So there's been quite a few targets that have now gone on to other teams that i thinking Jack Tucker, who was for MK Dons that he signed for. yep yeah, that's true. yep yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and there's one or two others. Um are they how disappointed is ever about that? Um, considering that as we've said, we have got a We've got a, a bigger squad now. So is it not as much as of a hit losing out on these players?
0: I, I don't think the summer's gone according to plan. Uh, th- uh, that's absolutely one hundred percent. However, he is fairly relaxed about it. I think he trusts the squad that he's got now, and that that the, the, the signings he was, was making, oh, he could almost do without. And that's not that's not. Um, that's not kind of underplaying him at all. I think his main plan is out there on the pitch right now. I think some of the players that he's been looking to bring in would have maybe supplemented it. So we're talking about Tucker. I think he decided he wants to stay down south um, after Bolton hung around for quite a bit. I wonder whether we're talking about Barkhausen as well because he seems to have just lingered around for quite some time, maybe mulling over, if if you it's kind of believe the reports that that Nico's put out there that um you know that derby's his number one choice. There are obviously a few in that category where Bolton have got their hat in the ring, but they've decided to go elsewhere. So I, I think it just happens. I think when you are looking at a play a decent player, there are there is never one club after them. There are always five or six or you know, even more options. And Bolton haven't got this is just the point. Bolton have not got a massive budget of, of cash that is going to uh, get them in the top level of those negotiations. They're not going to be able to blow people out of the water with an offer. Now, they've got enough, so says Evert, to achieve what he wants to achieve with them and to be able to buy the players that he wants. But they're not going to just blow people out of the water and nor does, and this again, going back to what whatever has been talking about, um they're not going to enter into bidding wars or to, to to risk any sort of sustainability by pushing too far with what over and above the valuation they make on players now that might be moral it might be over moral it might be unrealistic in terms of whether you can get the the quality of player in I suppose that's a fair question it's not easy to be sustainable in football there's no question about that but um, but it's nevertheless the way that they're going to do it, and and I think people have just got to get their head around it. It's it's I don't think we can think there's a crisis because they're missing out on a few players. It's simply a case of going on and finding somebody else. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, you have got to remember as well that the we're no longer we we're kind of stepping up our game with the players we're looking for. So like yeah. Barkhausen, for example. Uh, we are shopping in a pool that has got Derby in it, and where the state where Derby are as a club is is irrelevant because they are still a big club. So we are going up against clubs of a similar or bigger stature to ourselves. Whereas you know you look at some other clubs, players we brought in, and it's been us or Accrington Stanley, for example, mm. or Fleetwood. They're going to choose us. So we are going to be a few players that actually go to to other clubs. Um, but I, what I do like about this summer is when you look at Fossey and Barkhausen, is that we're not just sticking around. We go in. Listen, we're, we, you know, we're not desperate for that type of. We've got a good squad, and it's like right. We want to bring you in, but if you're not ready to commit yet, then that's fine. You you go off to do what you want, but we'll move on. Mm. And I think that's a really nice thing to see that the club are in that position because you know you look at. For example, you look at Man United, who every season seems to put all their eggs in one basket and then it lingers on and they either get them or they don't. We're not like that. We're we going, right, we'll move on. We've got at least two or three options in each position. So if you don't want to sign, we'll we'll get someone else.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, people have heard me tell the story about um, Lucas Jukovic and Dougie Friedman um, all those years ago where Bolton's game plan was to bring in Lucas Jukovic It was getting towards the end of the window and he signed I think I'm sure it was for Burnley Um, they thought they had him and there was no plan B the plan B just wasn't there at all I think based on the conversations I've had with Ian Everett and based on what I'm picking up from the club as well they trust the fact that they have got a good recruitment system that Chris Markham and his team will be able to find other options that are if not as good if not better who knows um that's it they've got a plan b now with that sort of thing and it needn't be the end of the world if you don't come up with your top you know the guy that was at the top of your christmas list because actually there's plenty more toys available on the shelf if you know what i mean um so yeah i I just i just feel like he's a bit more relaxed about it yeah of course i think everybody wants to get the business done early i think ever having said that he wanted to get his business done early is a bit annoyed that it hasn't happened um Especially because they've gone out there to Portugal and they wanted to have that, you know, that as a as a team bonding sort of time. The two players, of course, Trafford and and Bradley are both being out to doing international stuff, so they kind of said, "Oh well, we, we want this extra week, so they can be back back in on Monday." So it hasn't quite, you know, all fallen into place for them. But at the start of a preseason, you know, we're we're where we were last season. Now at the start of a the pre-season, there's five friendlies, I think. Um, four or five friendlies uh, before the Ipswich kickoff, you know, n- now is the time for, for things to be built. And and you'll only really be able to judge it when that window closes and you look back and you think, right, well, did you do enough? And and if, if on uh, September the 1st, we look back and we think, oh, crikey, you know, that's where it all started and they've missed out on X, Y, and Z, then you can probably run some, you know, critical comments as to to whether they um, a invested enough or, or b you know whether the recruitment works enough. But at this stage of the game, we're
1: just guessing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. We had a uh, we still not got a new kit, but we have now found out the company that's going to be on the front of the kit. Um, Service my car, which has got a lovely uh, animated sort of car with a smiley face on the logo as well, yeah. uh, which a few people memed that, which was quite funny. Um, so uh, what do we make of it? A few people weren't happy because they, they said it's not going to look great on the shirt. Other people are saying, well, why do you care? It's money coming into the club. Where do you sit on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see some of the, the, the wide range of criticisms that have, uh, have rained down on it. Going from the, the very kind of vacuous, uh, it, don't, it won't look good on the front of a shirt, to uh, people that have been, you know, googling and and looking into company history and and trying to to pick apart um a business plan that I'm sure uh they they don't necessarily have a firm grip on. Um one thing I will say on on the financial front is that I do want to um to try and uh, have a look into it myself. I do want to try and have a talk to uh the guy uh, the bolton based owner of the company. Um so I am in the process of looking into that. So that that Hopefully we'll be a watch this space type of thing um, to talk about the the setup of the company and to, uh, you know, from from what we understand, it is an extremely successful business in the Middle East. Um, A turnover of 70 million was reported over there. Um, It's gone from the United Arab Emirates into Oman and he's brought it back over here. Now, I think a few people have pointed out that the UK operation has not yet um, hit that sort of heights um so that's the kind of thing i'm digging into so rest assured that is being looked into as far as the as far as the kit and as far as whether you like the little car with eyes and all that kind of stuff mm. i don't care i, I mean it really I, I you may care henry you may care a lot more than i do but
1: i couldn't give a rat's <laughs> um yeah i, I mean I, you obviously want it to look grey and you want a uh, uh i, I you know, I, I grew up in the days of having Reebok on the front of a shirt, so I think I was spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're say ten years younger than me and all you've seen is one eight eight bet and uh you know, Rock Mobile and some of the the other companies we've had, then maybe you you aren't as bothered. But hey, um,
0: people older than you, Henry, have seen B. E. N. on the front. They had the, the absolute top of the notch uh,
1: I know and Top of top range when it's bolted even news, and of course, if you were called, if you were actually called Ben, then you are, <laughs> you didn't have need to pay for a, a name on the back. But um yeah, it's uh, you know I, th- I think it's it's just money coming into the club. Um We don't know yet what's going to happen with the stadium next year. I noticed it was a one year deal mm-hmm. with Service My Car, so maybe that means we could have a joint uh, shirt and stadium sponsor next year. Do would I want it to be the Service My Car Stadium? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the stadium is a bit different to the shirt. But, um, yeah, it's it's what it is. And also, you know, I guess it is a local guy, even though he's made his money in Dubai. Uh, you made a point saying that it's not the worst thing to be having a, a company that is well-known in Dubai on the front of your shirts. If you're looking for additional money coming in so uh, yeah let's see what happens with it
0: yeah it, it's, it's interesting it may open up avenues in that neck of the woods and then it opens up a million and one different uh, criticisms and, and arguments but I think mm. they're ones that probably need to be done further down the line um, yeah I, I just think it is uh, that that point you make about the, the dual sponsorship I think that's probably a good one I think Neil Hart we did an interview with him in uh, May he said that the next shirt sponsor was um, a substantially bigger uh, financial reward to the club than uh, the one previous with home bargains. So, you know, if you take that, it, it should be theoretically better than than anything that's on the records for for home bargains. Um, hopefully, the next one above that, if you can tie it in with a, sta- a stadium, would be even more attractive to a commercial uh, business. So we shall see.
1: And finally, this week, Ian Ever uh, has also broke his silence over the Blackpool links. Um, you know, it was funny a few weeks ago where everyone was talking about it. A few people were worried. A few people weren't. The only man who weren't talking about it was and Ever, and it seems that he wasn't actually. there's nothing we should have worried about anyway. No,
0: interesting, isn't it? He was on his holiday, uh, laughing by the pool as he was reading the the intense speculation and the, uh, the the thing. I think people have got to understand with it is there's there's kind of layers. All, all the transfers and, and certainly with managers more so even than players is there's conversations between clubs and representatives that they don't like to leave their fingerprints on things football clubs so if Blackpool were to have gone to Ian Everett's uh, agent and said listen you know, would he be interested if we offered there will have then been a conversation between his agent and, and Ian Everett and, and obviously that goes back and forth I think clubs Often then that gets mis- that gets interpreted as interest. So they put the feelers out and find out who's available and then maybe they bring in and start doing interviews and all that kind of stuff. I think sometimes the the lines, the divisional lines get blurred, and I think that's possibly what happened with Ian Evert. There may well have been a conversation with his agent to say, listen, you know, if if, if we were to, to make an official approach to Bolton, would you be interested? And obviously Ian Everett said his piece on that um i don't think you'd need to make a statement by the way i think he said that himself it's it's not it's not something that uh, that that needs doing but we got a very firm from his uh his camp uh, that he was happy in the job so i I'm, I'm willing to take that um at face value now i i know there's um a couple of people that have been to that uh, business breakfast on uh, Tuesday was it with the fixtures no, or Thursday with the fixtures um, yes. and there was some talk coming out of that, that that potentially you never had had other options this summer um, again Black, Blackburn and uh, QPR being mentioned which is again interesting but again I think I think it would just have been a kind of a An agent-to-agent, right, what do you reckon, conversation, rather than it being any sort sort of official approach which has been rebuffed or turned down or, you know, any any sort of actual conversations. Um, Bolton have got a desirable manager. That's... Yeah. Bottom line, this is going to happen with every single decent job that comes up. They're going to say, "Well, you know, who's below us? Is there anybody down there that's going to do us a good job?" And it would be amazing if he never didn't get included in that shortlist. I don't think you can press the panic button after every single one. And and you know, we learned that I think with the Blackpool thing didn't amount to anything. Um, and you know, I, I said a couple of weeks back, then I, with Bruce Rioch, in two years, I think he had about six or seven jobs that he was linked with at the time none of which came to anything until of course the arsenal one did i think that will be the way it works with the inevitable personally
1: yeah um you know i think the way the way we're going it's no doubt that if we don't get to the premier league he will move on um but i I also think he's if he'd have gone to blackpool i know he'd played there but if he'd have gone i've been I think a lot of people would have been disappointed because of his what he said. You know, he said, "I want to get to the Premier League with Bolton. We can do it. It's a big club, and all of that." It just means nothing. Now he's rejected Blackpool. Um, may, you know, a few people are actually going, "Oh, actually, maybe he means it, and maybe he means what he's, uh, um, you know, what he's actually saying and what he believes, which is good." And um, you right know, I mean, now. the irony with yeah, the irony with football managers is that he could easily. If we have a bad season, he could be out of a job in in 12 months. Exactly,
0: exactly. And it works both ways as well. You know, I think he realized if if Bolton were to have a terrible season this year and the mood changes and then you start the next season and things don't work out or maybe, you know, finances change, you know, anything can work. So you're allowed to change your mind. They're only human beings. Um, So, yeah, anything could happen. Anything could happen. I I do find it a little bit, it just doesn't sit well with me when people search out old quotes to say, yeah, but you said this. And because things change, because things change, everything changes. I mean, you know, he got absolutely hammered for saying that he felt his team were the best in the league last season. And at that point in time, we were having a conversation about the fact they were really unlucky to lose at at Sunderland and Sheffield uh, Wednesday, and they dropped down out of the playoffs at that point in time. And he was saying, no, I feel we're the best team in the league at this minute in time. And yet, because that quote gets isolated... Social media does its work, then all of a sudden it becomes something that he's kind of sworn on in court. It's not the case, so I just think you've just gotta just gotta have a little bit of context with everything that's said and just accept that things do ebb and flow, and that there will be one day that there will be one day i'm I'm very sure of it uh an offer that he's gonna have to think about,
1: yeah, well, I think uh. You, uh, you've you got to remember that before the Sunderland game when we would beat them at home uh, he did say I think Sunderland were one of the best teams in the league so uh, if you can do that for every team this year <laughs> uh, then we might end up getting promoted with a record goal difference but um, yeah it's uh, you know I think I think it's important just to enjoy what's happening now and I think as a fan I really am because we've got a, a structure in place we've got a manager who I think some people don't like the style of play some people think that we are um you know and i think one of the players i even josh Sean pointed this out in his interview with the club saying that uh they're working on trying to break teams down mm. uh a bit more so you know i know a lot of people haven't been happy with that but i think overall when you look at the club especially compared to three or four years ago i think it's important just to enjoy the ride enjoy that we are actually you know we're not just saying uh, we're one of the best teams in the league Or bigger teams in the league We are we, we should be finishing in the playoffs this year So we could be in for an exciting season So uh, yeah, let's just enjoy it And he's a part of that
0: Okay, well that's enough headlines uh, We're going to do things a bit differently this week And bring a, an extended postbag Is that Philip Moraes? Yeah, we're going to go digital, and uh, we've had quite a few emails in whilst I've been over in Portugal. And I, rather than answer them, I thought we might just just read them out whilst um, and and you know not whilst I can see see the Atlantic because I'm now in Lee. But uh, the intention was I was going to be reading them out like James Richardson when he used to sit in the middle of uh, the, the, the 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 town square uh, with his newspapers on uh, on Gazzetta Football Italia. Um, it was going to be a Portuguese version of that, but sadly, it's just going to have to be me from my kitchen table and Henry from his front seat of his car.
1: Yes, I've, uh, I've relocated uh, after headlines and I've checked out. And now, yeah, I've got my poor wife who stood outside the car because she didn't want to make a noise. So she stood on her phone. We've had someone from the hotel walk past be like, beginning, like, are you okay? You look like you've had a. He's sulking in the car, and you've had an argument. So I think she's explained.
0: <laughs> brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. Uh, she's probably yeah, a bit miffed about that bill you ran up. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's dive straight in then. Uh, hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Uh, how do you see Jack Iredale fitting in this season, and do you see him getting back into the back three ahead of George Johnston? Weirdly enough, we've just had this conversation. I didn't realise it was the first uh, email we'd have. Um, sorry. Uh, so this is from Kath H. Uh, what, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, well, I think uh, if you were you were recording when we came back on, I think you just <laughs> just replay just it. Put that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we were saying how uh, is Iredale going to get in instead of Johnston and John possibly not at the start of the season, but you know, we've had this before where players have, have come in as, as understudies, if you will, or, or players to challenge the, the first eleven. And you know, hope, hopefully it doesn't happen. But if John or Johnston they might get injured after a few games or in pre season and suddenly Idale plays forty games next year. So um I've not seen enough of him to be honest. I trust the judgment. I trust that his Cambridge fans were um were saying he should have been their player of the season last year. So I Then they did okay, they did well He finished just below us really So um, yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him I think he's a good addition to the squad So we'll see
0: Yeah, I mean we did sit down and have quite a, a decent chat With Jack Iredell over in Portugal And he talked about his best position And he said he was a left back for a very long time And it was only really injuries that made him start playing Centre-half at Cambridge And by all accounts he did a very good job But he said he also played in midfield. So it could be that he could potentially be another defensive midfield option if Bolton were to need it. And he could get games instead of or with uh, MJ Williams. So it could be that he's he's so versatile that he gets games, more games than we think, but not necessarily in the two positions we think. So um, do I see him at the moment? I think I know that Ian Everts definitely rates George Johnston. And at the minute, I think it'd be harsh in the extreme that Declan Johnson doesn't start a season having finished it like a a house on fire. So at the moment, I think Mm. you'd have to be patient. But again, like you say, you never do know. Um, Let's go on to the next mini email. I've cut a lot of these down, by the way. Um, Hello, gents, uh, with a lot of L's and O's. Scott from Bolton here. Loving the podcast as always with my Friday morning cuppa. It will have gone cold. I'd imagine Scott by the time you (laughs) listen to this one, but never mind. Um, Blame the gremlins. What do you think the chances are of Connor Bradley starting? And if so, what does that mean for Gethin Jones? Um mm. yeah, I mean I think I think probably both of them start, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think the way we finished last year, Gethin Jones in that sort of uh, right side of a three at the back, I think he'll probably stay there. I think he played he played well there because he, he still had the opportunity to get up the pitch, didn't he? He was still yeah. putting crosses in uh but possibly not from a, a deeper position. But um yeah, I I think it'll probably be there. I think but again, you know, it's it's like we said with Iredale, you we we've known under Ian Everett. I think the last few seasons we've we've started a certain way and we've not ended that way. I think ironically we ended last season in the way we started the League Two season. Mm. Um but just winning games. So yeah it's uh you know we'll have to wait and see but you know, I think the 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 way we finished. I know Santos didn't play, but the way we finished last season, especially the way Jones was playing uh, while Santos were there between January and and March when he got injured, um, I I think they played very very well and we got some really good results. So hopefully, yeah, they both can play. But um, you know, it's it's nice knowing that if if anything happens to Bradley Jones can fill in now, and I think he's a capable right fullback.
0: Mm, defo, defo. Two questions from James from Plymouth. Uh, firstly, who do you think will finish as top scorer with our current options? It seems to me that Bob Varson, Charles Afili and Bakayoko and Sadlier would all have a reasonable shot, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, mm. And I'll, well, go on. We'll deal with that one first. Uh, who's who's your pick there? Because I think I I said this um, speaking with with Bob Varson the other day, and he, and I said. You know, every one of you is capable of of getting double figures, which is the the kind of the the first benchmark, I think, for a successful season for a striker. But who do you think
1: goes on and gets that next double? Um, I really like uh, Dion Charles. I really, he's. he's I, I love all them players you've mentioned, uh, in particular lion But um, I, I really like that Charles. I think we've been crying out for an out and out striker who scores goals for years, and I think he's the. The one that's that's he's you know I I've got most faith in and uh, I would love to see him, you know, because he what he scored seven or eight last year in in yeah. three three or four months, so you know he's he's halfway there and he he went ten games without scoring, so um, yeah, I really hope that it's Dion Charles actually, but you know any of them could could do it and I'd be happy, but yeah, I I I don't know, but do you do you agree? Do you think someone different? Um, Am I just looking at Dion with rose tinted specs?
0: I mean, I can't see you, so you might be doing, but i, <laughs> I mean I'd, I'd be surprised if Depo gets as many this season. I would be surprised I'd, I'd be delighted, but I would be surprised um twenty goals twenty goals I'm gonna go for backer hmm. I'm gonna go for backer because he's just got a knack he's got he doesn't even have to start games He still he still gets in there so i I just think yeah i I've, I've I think there'll be three players out of that five there that get double goal, double figures. I think there'll be plenty of goals scored this season. There may be plenty conceded, but... There will be plenty of goals scored this season. So I'm I'm backing I'm backing a few of them to uh, to do do the goods. And and do you know what? I reckon sadly is gonna score some worldies this season as well, by the way.
1: So um Yeah, yeah. and Dempsey as well. We didn't see it last year, but Dempsey he can score a screamer, can't he? He's capable, no question about it. There is there's just goals everywhere,
0: with the exception of centre half Ricardo Santos, if you're listening. Um there's only <laughs> there's only one position that lets us down in that front, but uh, he's working on it, I can tell you that. Um, he's been he's been accepted into the strikers union, so uh, Bob Varson tells me.
1: Uh, yeah, right. Well, I, I saw a video of him training the other day, and he hit the post from four yards. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's gonna have to try better than that.
0: Uh, second question from
1: James involves the stadium
0: next season do you know how much is being paid for the shirt sponsorship and is the fact that a one year deal uh, is significant I think we touched on it before yeah. didn't we It's. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I think it's, it's definitely right I think uh, the, the idea is they can theoretically sell it as a package next season mm. I'd be very surprised if commercially they haven't thought of that it's not like a, a surprise to them uh, so yes look in an ideal world Reebok think. Do you know what we really miss? And that's uh, getting the exposure that uh, that sponsoring Bolton Wanderers uh, got us for all those years. And they come they come back in, and you know it's 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 a it's a wonderful glorious period in the in the club's history. I doubt that will happen, but we know that the stadium uh, naming rights are up, and you will be able to sell them both as a as a better package than just you know one or the other. I should imagine. It's not really my field of expertise, but I should imagine so.
1: Yeah, um, no, I would agree. It'd be nice. I mean, the dream is to have Reebok back. But I'd, I, I've said it before. I just want a like, the Macron wasn't bad. I just want a, a one-word, just you can say, I'm off to the this or that, rather than, uh, well, the Uniball grew on me a bit, but it wasn't great. The Azda, <laughs> The Azda, yeah. Uh, which have been, I mean, it'd get a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, people off the hook with their partners, if it's like, oh, I'm just off to the Aster, okay. Uh, you were three hours and you've just come back with a, a bottle of ketchup.
0: <laughs> the pub stadium Yeah, it could work <laughs> um, Right, OK Hola, says next one um, Paula from Stockport Hope Mark is enjoying himself in Portugal I did, I did enjoy myself The weather and food look lush How many more signings do you expect Bolton to make In the summer transfer window And do you expect them to be starters in the team? That's interesting um, Yeah, Paul, I, I, I think probably straight from the ho- horse's mouth I think Ian Evans said he wants two more I think centre-half will be one of them And I don't see it being necessarily a, a starter. Um and I think another attacking player is the other one. Maybe somebody to kind of cover what um Zavamichi had in the team or, you know, kind of the, the pacey aspect that he would have brought had he been fit the entire season. So I think that kind of wider position is possibly the one that uh they they, they maybe need to uh to have a look at. But we shall see. It's funny how things change. They say two and then all of a sudden you maybe don't pick up a few points at the start of the season. And oh, well, maybe we need another one and things change. So don't quote me on that one. But I would say um, there, there will be more signings to come and uh, a very, very competitive squad. As, as Ian Everett said it, he says there's no wastage in this squad at the minute. He looks at every player and thinks he could start them. So it must be a hell of a headache trying to pick a team.
1: Yeah. Um I, I agree with you. I don't think necessarily we're gonna have um players coming into the first eleven straight away, more sort of additions to the squad. But um yeah, that's I hope you know, I hope for your sake, I hope for uh the Bolton News um uh sort of website on the thirty first of August that it's uh, on the transfer deadline day that these players come in. I might just book it off. Um <laughs> Uh, hello, guys. An email from France here. Having
0: been, uh, have been having some scorching hot weather where I am, just outside Paris. And I wondered what made Bolton pick Portugal for their pre-season training base. Also, has anyone stood out for you this week? Could we get some surprise packages in Ian Everts team on the opening day of the season? Um, that's a good question. Do, you, do you what the, the the one that interests me. And I've lo- looked at all the the training footage, and obviously seen them in the flesh as well. Dempsey, he mentioned him there. I have a funny feeling that he's looking—you know—he's he's looking sharp, and I've got a funny feeling that people are slightly underestimating how good a player he is. I reckon he's—he's going to have a, a, a bigger impact than a lot of people um, potentially expect this season. What about you?
1: Yeah, I—I I was disappointed we didn't see more of Dempsey last year, but he—he he said in his interview with the club that he'd
0: kind of he'd had a.
1: An operation in early January, December, I think, and he, yeah. he kind of never recovered fully from it. But um, no, he looks—he uh, he looks a very serious man. Whenever I see uh, him in training, our pictures, he looks like he's got his game face on. And he said in that interview that the, he's really enjoying the banter with the lads. So he obviously has uh, a more relaxed side to him, but he looks like he's got his game face on, which is good. And yeah, I think the the games we saw him in. Um, I can't remember which one it was Where he started And I know a lot of people Especially on Twitter Were saying that You know, he played well mm. So, uh, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing him And uh, and seeing what we can get from him Shout
0: out as well to George Thomason And George Johnston Who have both Clearly been doing some gym work this summer They look mm. much bigger
1: We do, yeah And Thomason's another one Where I'm intrigued to see how he will do I think he's... Uh, He's definitely shown glimpses. I think his passing range at times has been brilliant. So, um, you know, maybe this is the year that he can come in and I don't know, perhaps uh, usurp MJ. You don't know.
0: Yeah, and just to, to clarify the Portugal point, Ian Everett went there with Blackpool as a player, and he always said that the facilities there were first mm-hmm. class. He was not wrong. The food was amazing absolutely amazing talking about food uh, the ghost of dead lizard has uh, emailed in <laughs> um how many pastel donatas have you consumed in one sitting he asked me none is the answer zero although i did bring a packet of them back for mrs isles and between the two of us we ate them all uh, last night uh, partly because they had to be eaten i didn't realize there was a sell-by date on them so um, hey such is life um they, they are nice though they're nice um, hmm. I'll just add another one uh, David Crompton has asked Mark uh, have, you, uh, have you ever been looking forward to visiting a ground and been let down by the press hospitality or the other way round dreading an away game but was pleasantly surprised which ones um, hmm. yeah, that's a good question have you, have, as a fan whilst I'm thinking about it as a fan what what good grounds are actually really crap to go and
1: visit if you know what I mean I don't. I can't really remember. I was a bit disappointed with Lincoln this year. But I I don't know why. I just and I know it's not a massive ground, but I just expected, um, yeah, a little bit more from Lincoln. I've got. To, I was really impressed with NK Dons. I've got to say. Um, and it's a shame that that place will will probably take a few generations to be full. Um. <laughs> I, but I am—I'm glad I've ticked that one off. I can't—I think we're playing them on a Tuesday this year. I don't really want to do that, yeah, especially different. on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, have we been, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's—I can't remember any that I've been really disappointed. Oh, probably Sheffield Wednesday actually, because I think um, coming—you know—coming out of the away ground when there's about—I don't know—we normally take what two thousand, don't we, to, to Hillsborough? and you you're also, you're coming out the ground you're very crammed coming out and uh you're going down the stairs and and out the you know the is it Leppings lane and you're very cramped coming out so I was quite disappointed with that that uh the concourse reminded me of gig lane where uh <laughs> it, it needed a, a spruce up so um yeah I'd probably go with hillsborough actually you, uh... To answer his
0: question about the press hospitality, I I I don't want to play that card too often. It's I always mention it because it's just it's something that I can add to the conversation that not many people see. But it really as long I always say as long as they've got a plug socket and a brew hmm. and good Wi Fi as good Wi Fi actually as well, um, I don't mind. You don't need to you don't need to treat uh, press like the you know kings or anything like that. I will say, however, that the some of the top level Premier League grounds like. Uh, Liverpool uh, United Everton particularly um, they they are very difficult places to work at it's very cramped it's 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 difficult it's not as gla- it's not as glamorous as you uh, you might expect at those ones really um the worst one is Barnsley I think I'm not looking forward to that one this season they've got death traps as mm. uh, press benches and I think we we last time I went anyway they were in a stand that had been flipping demilitarized. Um, yeah. So yes, it's not the best uh, place in the world. Considering that last season was a championship ground, I suppose. Um, but some of the smaller ones are lovely. Some of the smaller ones are lovely. I thought Exeter. The last time I went to Exeter it was in the middle of lockdown. It was soulless getting down there because there was nobody on uh, the transport, and, and it was you know the whole place was deserted. Um, that when we got there, the reception we got and the, the um, cup of tea and a, a Yorkie chocolate bar, it was lovely. So I would say that in kind of reverse, I was expecting the worst place in the world on a Tuesday night, and it was lovely. So um, no, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to beat that drum too much because ultimately, what I have for my lunch on a on a match day does not matter, does it? Let's face it. Um, right, one from Chris from Harwood. Hello, Buff hosts. Hope Portugal's treating you well again um wants to ask if there are any plans to loan out some of the younger players like ronan darcy hadn't seen yet or john george, george thomas in this season keep up the good work um do, do you think they consider it because obviously the b team now seems to be the, the the almost the better option maybe to to use
1: them there than loan them out yeah maybe i think uh yeah i don't know i think i don't know how. i'll, I'll... Ronan Darcy fared on his uh, I know he scored a great goal for Queen's Park but mm. maybe I, I know we said at the time we were kind of hoping that Ronan Darcy would go to a, a with respect to the Scottish first or second division whatever Queen's Park are in we we kind of hoped he'd be at a better standard so maybe we could you know a league 2 club might take a a punt on him um but then you you I think you're right I think Ronan Darcy if he's I think he's he contract up at the end of the year, and it he, he is, would have yeah, spent yeah. then, you know, potentially eighteen months out of the club. You've got a question whether um, whether for him that would be a good move. So maybe it is the B team. George Thomason's probably slightly different. He's played more. He's been around the first team a bit more. So maybe he could get that league two loan and and see how he does when he's playing more regularly. But uh, yeah, for Ronan Darcy, I would definitely say B team's his best option because he's become the forgotten man, really.
0: Right, okay, times are ticking, and your poor wife is still stood outside the car, waiting to get back in, so let's have a quick game, just to see us out. Same one as last week, right? We start on A, you're going first. You have to think of a Bolton Wanderers player who has scored against a team matching that letter. Okay? Okay. So, I need to get my clock of doom ready. Two minutes, starting now.
1: Uh Aston Villa Adam LaFondra B Blackpool Mark Davis. Uh C uh, Crystal Palace Jimmy
0: Phillips. Uh D Doncaster Rovers Joe Dodu
1: Ooh. E uh Everton um uh Kevin Davis. Uh F
0: Oh, God, no. no. I can only think of Fulham. Um, is there any other one other than Fulham? There is one. Fleetwood, Gem, can... Gem Carachan. Oh, right, yes. Uh,
1: FG. Oh, Adam LaFondre, uh, Adam LaFondre, yeah. Uh, G, Gillingham, um, Adam Morley. Aaron Morley, sorry. <laughs> uh, H,
0: Huddersfield, uh, Neil... No, I was going to say Neil Duns. No, Joe Mason. Joe Mason.
1: Oh. I uh, Ipswich. George Johnston.
0: Uh, there's no J's. There's no. Is there a K? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. No it's L's. Liverpool. Um, who's got against Liverpool? I'd good Johnson on in the
1: spot. Ah uh, yeah. Uh, M um, Mansfield Arthur Ganua. <laughs> N.
0: Uh, oh God, Nottingham uh, Nottingham Forest. Aaron Wilbraham. <laughs>
1: ah yes. Uh O um
0: Oldham Doyle. Doyle. P. Uh, can't do Plymouth um Peterborough Jem Curran.
1: Ah yes. Um what's after P? <laughs> Q. <laughs> Q qu- QPR um uh Gary Cahill.
0: Um, R, um uh, uh, not Rangers. Um uh, Rotherham, uh the the guy that couldn't Dodge. I think we beat the last week.
1: Yes, we did. And you got there just in time, we'll allow it. Dodge. Oh Christi... God, that's another thing. Rem just be thankful where we are now compared to that 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 <laughs> I remember that tweet you sent out, was it a Sunday evening where Christian Dodge has gone back because we're not paying his way Yeah. <laughs> God. Yes. If, if, you,
0: if you ever, ever, ever um, think, oh God, it's a bit depressing being a Bolton Wanderers fan. Just use the Twitter advanced search and uh, look for my tweets in the in in that summer, <laughs> basically from from January 2018 onwards uh, to about uh, <laughs> uh, August ni- uh, 2019. Um, that, uh, uh, it used to be called the uh, Harbinger of Doom. But there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that game. I just think we couldn't use it too many times because it would become a bit too uh, repetitive. Um, but I yeah, do like maybe that. we
1: need to do something like players to have scored against Bolton. for those That's teams.
0: a good idea. Maybe we try that next week mm. then. Yeah, it's not a bad idea at all. Ah, right. OK, well, the good news is Mrs. Shewitt's allowed back in the car. The bad news is that is the end of this week's episode of The Buff. Please join in next Friday. And I promise there won't be any gremlins with my Wi-Fi. It's going to be fine next week. It'll be absolutely fine. We'll be back again with news of actual pre-season friendlies. It's going to be great. Um, I've been to Longridge. And where have they got Saturday after that? Is it um, Chorley? I think. Maybe.
1: I can't remember.
0: Chorley. Can't be serious. Either way, I've been Mark Isles. I have been Henry Hewitt. And here's some more Portuguese music. The shaking all about, there's the old and the new The wondrous legends are into view.